Okay, Chag Sameach. We are on Siman Nun Hey Seif Tet Zayin. And there's a picture sent out on the WhatsApp that will help for Tet Zayin quite a bit. The um, This Chatzar is looked at as two different, the diagrams looked at as two different Chatzars. It could just be the structure of a room. It could be an actual Chatzar outdoors. And this is the... Um, this will help you understand the bigger portion, obviously, is called the Chatzar Gedola. The smaller portion is called the Chatzar Katana. It's Lav Dafka, one is bigger and smaller. It's just easier to understand that way, but really it's based on one of the room. The right side, you see there's only a clear three walls, and the fourth wall is completely open. There's no wall whatsoever. And the Chatzar Gedola is when you have the room where it's got an actual four walls with a doorway. Okay? So, Chatzar Ketana Shenefritzavim Luala Gedola. That's the open fourth wall of the small Chatzar. The Hainu Shenefritzaketana Bemakom Chibura La Gedola, where it's connected, it's open. Venafal Koloto Kotel. And that entire wall fell down. Shahiyam Mafsik Beneim. That was separating them. Ubagadola, and then the big side, Nishara Mishirit Kotel Zeshinafal Pasim. So the part of it is open, but part of it still has the side portions. Perush Me'at Kotel Yeshar Veshave. Mikan Umikan. On each side, there is still a partial wall. Hagadola Kemuflechet Mina Katana. So the, we consider that these are two separate rooms. Ve'ena Katana Mufleget Mina Gadola. But the katana is not considered separate from the big one. Only the big one separate from the small one. But we consider the katana as belonging, like a corner, to the gadola. Okay. Therefore, how does that relate to a minion? If you have nine men in the bigger portion that has four walls. And you have one in the katana, then you're still mitzdarif. Because, as Hillary still explained, because the small one follows or, um, follows or gets included with the gadola. And we look as the small room, the chal is part of the big room. And since most of the minion is in the big one, it, it all works. It, the katana and the single person is mitzdarif with the big one. However, if the opposite, you had nine people in the small little corner and only one in the big side. Oh, or exactly five and five, any mitzdarifim. They do not join to count as a minion together. Okay. Now, so, same case, similar idea. And now the Shaliyach Tzibor, Chazan, is in the small Ketana. He can act as the Chazan for everyone. Because he's the single person in the Ketana who, who follows and gets included along the big one. Okay, the single person has to follow the majority, and the katana has to follow and 
be included with the gedola, not vice versa. Aval, if the opposite yamayashil yachtzibor ba gedola v'tzibor baktana you had nine people in the ktana, even ten people in the ktana, and you had the shil yachtzibor in the gedola. He does not, he's not with them in the same room, and he cannot be motzi them as the chazan. She'ein harov nigar archar hayachid, because the majority uh, of people do not follow the minority, even though he's the chazan. Okay, yurchet. Im ktsat asara beveta knesset, uktsatam beazara. Now you have. Some of the people are in the main show and some of them are in the uh, in, in a different room. Uh, it could be Ezra Snashim, it could be a lobby, Enam Mitzdarfim. Doesn't they don't they don't combine? Uh, as we mentioned before, if the Ezra Snashim are made up of walls and it's a separate room, then those are two separate rooms and they're not mitzdarfim. But if the, the machitza for Ezra Snashim it's just made of like a thin little wall as a little partition, so then it's still considered one big room and they are misdarfing. Yotet. Shaliyach tzibor bateva. Vitisha beveta knesset mitzdarfing. Now, just to, it might be easiest to explain. Sometimes um, a shul makes like a little mini type of a room. You would never think of it as a room, but there could be walls of 10 tvachim high where people go up where the bima is. Shamsul's shuls will have in the middle of the shul a bima with walls around it, and sometimes you even walk up. I'm sure in Tzvat, if I mention the word Tzvat, some of you will understand right away. You have like a little room up the stairs, and there's, a, there's a walls uh, of bars all the way around. Um, okay. So it's a little common. Okay? That's not a problem. That's still asara or arba'a. Even though those are halachic walls, hasara, and the walls are high ten or more, even to the sky, uh, to the ceiling. These little rooms per se are cons- are built and they're completely batel to the show, and they're not considered separate, and they are mistarif even if you have some here and some there. And some say this heter only applies when these walls don't reach the ceiling. I've never seen a bima where the walls reach the ceiling, so I'm not sure how that could ever be practical. Um, but regardless, that's a minor little machloket uh, that I think has no halachic ramifications. Okay, kaf. So you have 10 people in one room, davening, kadish kedusha. So even if someone is not in that room, they're outside the room and they, they hear, of course, they could answer, no problem. And Now, there's an opinion, not, um, it's nice to keep it lechatchila, but it's not meikar adin that between you answering and the minion, there should not be any uh, an, uh, like soa or gedolim things around the floor that uh, smell and you can't and it's you can't you can't say Torah next to it. So that makes uh, hefsek as well as a non-Jew in between. Um, okay. Kaf Aleph. Ir she'ein ba'ela asara. 
Now you have a city that only has 10 people. And on high holy holidays, one of them want to leave, go on vacation. No, they can force him to stay. Or he has the option. He can pay someone to come in from another town to make up the minion. Because they need him and he's responsible to be there for the minion. Now what if there's 11, but two of them want to leave? So then, similar idea. So they can together just hire one person to make sure that there's a minion. And they should both pay equal amounts. However, one is wealthy and one is not. So you make like a little bit of a... Um, so half you, you do equally, and the other half, or it's not exactly 25 and 25%, but that other 50%, that you, you do based on their... Um, one pays more than the other based on their, their, their income. And... Whether you're in town or not in town, you also, since you're part of the tzibor, you live there, you have to chip in to pay for, for a chazan. It doesn't matter if he's leaving Erev Yom Tov or he plans to leave a long time in advance. He's still living there. If he's not going to be there for Yom Tov, he's responsible to chip in to make sure that someone is there to cover for him. Uh, okay, kaf bet. Ain kofin laskir lahashlim minyan. Ki im beyamim anorim. The only time you force someone, you don't force someone to um, to pay for all year. You pay some, but you have to make sure you pay for someone for at least the. Uh, if someone wants to leave, yes, he's responsible for the yamim anorim. Uchegon she ain chaserim ki im echad oshnayim. They're just missing one or two. And so that's if you're just you're you want you know you're making the minion fall behind by one or two people, then you have to make sure you 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 pay for someone to be responsible. That's normal, stam. But unless there's a known minag in the town, that even if three or four or however many people are missing, that the people leaving are responsible. And once there's a, a, a minion from the regulars who live there, then they can force one another to, to chip in to pay for, for a chazan to daven. Even though there's no, not always a minion in the show, so then the ones who live there can force one another with the penalties to pay if they miss. Because that the tamid ki'ilu, that the every day we daven with a minion and shul should not be um, abandoned, especially on a kavua basis. Okay. Nun vav. Nun vav. Din aniyata kadish aydeyekaha. Yeshachavin baaniyata kadish one should have kavana when answering to Kaddish. The famous Gemara and Shabbos, Anyone who says, and he answers with all of his strength, 
they rip up his Gezar Din and Shemayim. What is Bechol Kochel? So it refers to having full Kavana with your heart and your mind when you say it uh, with a physical Dibur. That's Bechol Kochel. That doesn't mean you have to scream it as loud as you can. So here's two opinions. One opinion says you do not make, uh, you don't break between Raba and the word Mevarach because Mevarach is attached. It's going on Yehishmei Raba Mevarach. May Hashem's great name be blessed. Agos Ashri B'Shemar Zerua Katab Devir Shvishon Yafsik Bein Shmei Raba. Another opinion says. You don't make a hefsek bin shmei and the word rabba, but that's according to that, it's saying that God's name should be great. And then mevarach goes on the words forever. Hashem forever should be blessed. All right, so those are the two opinions on where not to make a hefsek. And we should say it uh, out loud. It helps with the kavana. And one should be make an effort to always hurry to answer to Kaddish when he has the opportunity. The Ramah writes that one should always stand whenever the Kaddish or Kedusha is said. The Menagad the Svarim is to sit for both. For Kaddish and Baruch for Kedusha, everyone stands. Umi shabal beta kaneset, v'shomea kahal anin Kaddish. Someone goes to, comes to show and hears Kaddish. Onayimahem, you should answer with them. Afopi shelosha ma sheliach tzibur shamarit kadal v'chule. Even if he didn't hear the whole words of Kedusha, Kaddish, he just hears the last couple words or he just hears that everybody else is answering, you should answer with. Gama sheliach tzibur also. Lomar Yehishmei Rabba Veshele. Sibur also should say Yehishmei Rabba. Ukeshamatchil, and when he starts saying Yitzkadal, so this is a custom that I don't think anyone has. Yeshlomar Veata Yigdal Na Kochi, and Gomer from Bar Midburn, Zachor Achamach, another pasuk from Tehilim. Bet. Kesheshaliach Sibur Omer, Yitbarach Kola Amonin, Amen. Meshaliach Sibur says, Barach, you answer Amen afterwards. V'chen kishomer brichu, also after brichu. And the Svartim just say brichu also. They don't say the word Amen. Ashkenazim do. V'chen kishomer v'imru Amen. And then at the end, after Daman ba'alma, you also answer Amen. Um, what's left out over here is Amen, obviously, from Yitkadal v'itkadash Shemei Rabbah. Everyone answers Amen. And... If you say Vikarev Meshichai, that's also another Amen. Velo Nahagu Lomar Amen Achayid Barach. Velo Achar. Velo Nahagu Lomar Amen Achayid Barach. Velo Achar Brichu. He writes that the Minag is not to say Amen after those two times. Velo Yafsik Bain Brichu. Okay, Velo Yafsik Bain Brichu. One should not make a hefsek between the words brichu and le'ela, you call birchata. Okay. Um, yeah, we do. We do. Um, we pause, answer brichu or amen, and then continue. That's correct.
different opinions. There is also another opinion mentioned in the Beit Yosef, and some Sephardim do this. They say, when they answer to Yehishmi Rabbah, they don't just answer, stop after Almaya Yitbarach. All Sephardim say the word Yitbarach. I think most Ashkenazim stop at Almaya. But there is some who have the custom to say all the words till the end. Um, it's 28 words. Uh, Okay, a couple of different customs, obviously, on exactly where you pause and what you answer. Dalet, no, Gimel. Ha'onin ad ve'almei almaya bilvad to'im hem ki asur lahafrid bein almaya lidbarach. He says, it's wrong to stop when you, when you, when you answer to the chazin, yesh me'raba, to stop at ve'almei almaya. You have to finish off the word yidbarach. Finish the sentence with the word Yidbarach, which is what the Svardim do. I think most Ashkenazim don't. But I guess it depends on the custom. Dalit, Kesha Omer Achazan Yitgadal. When he says the word Yitgadal, Korea, he bows down a little bit. Vechen, when he says Yehei Shmei same when he continues Vechen Yidbarach, and when he says Brichu, and when he says Amen. Hey, Weachar Shesiyam HaKadish, when you finish, you take three steps back. Um, it's a sign of kavod, because you're in the middle of saying a davar shebikdusha. So instead of just walking right away, you take an honorable three steps back as, um, as kavod to the tefillah and the makom ashkina. Um, and all, all these, these last things that we mentioned are customs, but uh, there's no mikar din halacha on these issues. I don't know what the custom is. It all depends on the custom. There's no real halacha on this. Okay, nun zayin. Din barchu v'aniyato. Omer shaliyach sibar barchu v'deshem ha'mevorach v'anin achara baruch Hashem ha'mevorach le'olam va'ed. Right, we're all familiar. How to answer the barchu. And he says, "V'chozer shaliach tzibur," and the shaliach tzibur also answers, "V'omer baruch Hashem amevorach le'olam va'ed." So only the shaliach tzibur says "baruch," the words "baruchu," and everyone says the words "baruch Hashem amevorach." Ideally, the shaliach tzibur repeats it after the tzibur, but that's not uh, crucial. V'nagu shaliach tzibur marich b'baruchu. And there are some who have the custom when the Shaliyah Tzibur, he says Barku, it takes him a while, he says it slowly, and the, there's a little tefillah, Barach Vishtabach, that the, um, the Kahal can say. You know, I don't think I've seen this. But, um, okay, base. Makom shenagulitz ok al chavreim ben kadishu Barku yitzer or oladaber betzorchi rabim to'im him. People who yell out to their friends or talk or even deal with things that are for the tzibor between Kaddish and Baruch right? This is a chakras. Between Kaddish and Baruch after Yishtabach and before Yitzir Or, are making a mistake because it's a hefsek and it's all, it's, um, it's, it's, they're all connected and united. It's not exactly a perfect unit. There are different, right? We mentioned to Kaddish, mostly is part of Psukei de Zimra, but it's also the bridge, and it's also they're connected 
and one is not supposed to make any kind of a hefsek. Okay, we are starting. Hilchot Kriyat Shema, Siman, Nun, Chet, Si'if, Aleph. Zman Kriyat Shema Shel Shacharit. When is the earliest time to say Kriyat Shema Shacharit? Ideally, it's Mishira et Chavero Haragiel Imal Ketzat. It's it's in the morning. It's after dawn, daybreak. It's there are different opinions exactly when this is, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 30 minutes after dawn. And, but it's at a period where it starts to get light enough that you could see a friend, someone that you know, not a close friend, but someone that you're familiar with. Maybe someone you don't talk to too much, but you see him in show once in a while. The Rihuk Arba Amos, when you're four Amos away. And then you recognize who this person is. Obviously, if you don't know who he is, you'll never recognize him. And if you know him well, then you'll recognize him from even much farther. So that's not what we're dealing with. So that's the time when it starts. And the Zaman continues, the latest, you can say Kriyat Shema, is three Sha'ot Zmaniyot. Three daytime halachic hours, Shu Revia Hayom, which is one quarter of the day. Right? There's twelve Sha'od Zmaniyot. You take it's also a question. How do you decide that? Does it go from sunrise to sunset? Or does it go from dawn to tzeit? Whichever it is, Machloket, you divide those hours, let's say it's twelve hours, fourteen hours, you divide it into twelve equal parts. Each part is a Sha'od Zmanit. And the mitzvah, the best way to do it, the most appropriate way to do it, is to daven like the vatikin, the older tzaddikim, perush, talmidim. One is, one perush is talmidim. Students, rashi perush, anashim, anavim, umechavadin, hamitzvot. It's um, modest people who honor the mitzvahs. Shayu mechavin, shh. That they would have in mind to read it, the Kriyat Shema, right a few minutes, right before Neitzah Chama, sunrise. Perushitziyat Chama, Kamoha Neitzah Harimonim, based on blossoming, blooming of the of the pomegranates. So that's the, that's for the sun. Uh, blooming in the morning, so that when you finish Kriyat Shema, Kriyat Shema, right at Neitzah Chama, and you right away you put next to it, you attach the Tefillah, Shachas, immediately at Neitzah Chama. Chazal say it's a very big mitzvah, big schar, um, to do this, uh, to daven at this time. There is an opinion just to point out that even if a person is not davening um, tefillah at Nate Sahama, there is an opinion that says it's, one should even try and daven kriyat shema at Nate Sahama. Nate Sahama is good for both. Um, ideally, the main thing is tefillah and then to do kriyat shema right before. And just to point out, as I'm sure we're all aware, Nate Sahama for so I think the, the halacha is clear that we always follow the astronomic sunrise and sunset 
for figuring out the hours of the day and what day it is. But when it comes to davening shachris, I'm not sure which is the most prevalent custom, but there are two very common customs uh, followed halachically. To daven, you go after the astronomic nates, nates astronomy, or nates hanireh, when you actually see the sun come up above the mountains. Um, and again, how exactly do you apply this? Because you could be standing right along, right behind a huge cliff, and you won't see it till you'll miss three hours even, in the first three hours of the day. Right. That's, a, that's another issue if there's no sun at all. Okay, uh, let's see. We are in the Haggah. Okay. So, literal translation, the acronym don't really understand this so well, or they argue on how to explain it, or there's a different girsa. So I'll just, I'll just translate it, but it's not really relevant for us to understand or the halacha. He says, from the time that the sun begins to rise and finish rising, that you can actually see it. Uh, he's also referring to the Nate's near and Nate's astronomy, whatever. He says it takes one hour. Okay, some say a tenth of an hour, two, three minutes, but okay, we'll continue. Bet. If he cannot um, read it before Nate you don't, you don't get up early enough, you're not ready, whatever. Say it as soon as you can. Don't push it off till the third hour. Gimel. Mishahu anus. Someone who's anus, he's not able to say it. Kagon, shaya, mashkim, let He wasn't able to say it at the right time. But he has to leave early. Mashkim, let's say, laderach, bimkom, velistim. He has to go travel and it's dangerous on the road and you can't stop on the road. Even for one parsha, even a couple of sukim. He's got to catch the bus, the train, and no one's waiting for him. So in the case of Onis, it's 100%. For this person, now it's like Lechatchila. For this person's allowed to already daven Kriyat Shema starting from Amud Shachar. Because how do we learn when the earliest time from Kriyat Shema is? It's from the word Uvku Mecha, when you get up. So some people already get up from Amud Shachar. So the other time is Mishiyakir, which is ideal, we mentioned. But this is Bishat uh, this is what one uh, should do. The Kevin Sha'ala Amud Shachar, Shapir Kirinan Bey Uvku Mecha, Vagam Shapir Mikra Yotzer Or. Writes, you could even say all of Birchot Kriyachma because you said Yotzer Or. <coughs> Sorry, you can also say Yotzer Or. Um, that's not a problem because it's based on um, the light is starting or it's on the minhag of the day. So, Brachot Shavach in general, not actually seeing the light. Um, so, that's the opinion of the Shochanarach. Many post games say, maybe the minority, but many do say it's better not to say Yotzer Or. Because until Mishiyakir. So even if you're going to daven right away at daybreak, Alosa Shachar, so start with Avarabah or Avat Olam, whichever your custom is, the second one. 
And you just start right there. You don't start off with the word Baruch. You just start right there and you keep going all the way through Tefillah. And then you'll say Yotzer or later on in the day. Wait a half an hour or whatever it is. 10 minutes, half an hour. And you'll say it later. It's okay if it's out of order. We'll see that clearly shortly. But if it's not a time of Sakana, and you can just stop. They can wait for you. Not such in a hurry. So even though you want to start leaving, and you do leave earlier in the morning, that's fine. Um, just stop on the way in the middle and, and, and wait until the proper time to, uh, to daven. Should we stop or do one more? Do one more here? Dalid, im If a person um, read it starting from Mudashachar, even though he wasn't in Anus and he wasn't supposed to say it yet, but he did say it, Yatsa Bidiyavad, that's a case of Bidiyavad and you are Yodze. And if you said it without the Brachot, then you should say it in the proper time with the Brachot. Hey, so what happens if you didn't say Kriyat Shema at nighttime until Amud Shachar? It wasn't sunrise yet. So a person missed that Marv, he fell asleep, and then he wakes up in the morning, and it's already Alot Shachar, but it's not Nates, you can still say Kriyat Shema at nighttime then. Because people are still sleeping. Let's say, what if you have to leave early? Then you can't say Kriyat Shema in that same time period. Since you made that time period between Halosa Shachar till Nates, so sunrise, since you turn that into your Kriyat Shema for nighttime, you can't also use that same hour or 72 minutes or whatever it is for Kriyat Shema of the, uh, you can't use that same time for the Kriyat Shema of the daytime as well. I think we'll stop, right? Okay? All right.